Do you love love? Do you love black history? Well, if you do, you will definitely love I'll Tell You What. I'll Tell You What is a sister podcast to your favorite wedding pod, Hugh I Do, and I, Ashley, am your favorite rock tooth or storyteller that can't wait to tell you all about these very epic love stories. Every Monday, new episodes come out where I share the weddings, marriages, and romances of some of our favorite and not-so-favorite Black figures throughout time. You learn a lot about a person when you learn about how and who they love. Now, we bask on these relationships not to be messy, but to remind us all of the passion in our past and to humanize the people we place on pedestals. So basically, it's all love. Black history. You can find new episodes of I'll Tell You What on the Tube of You or YouTube and wherever you listen to podcasts. See you in the pews. What's up, everybody? Hello, hello, hello. Hoping all of you are doing really well on this fine day. Yes, I'm pretty sure we did have a great day. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, man. Well, I'm Ashley. And I'm Tania. You're listening to another episode of QID. The podcast that says love will find you no matter how old you are. All right. So quick question for you. Nothing you have to think on too long. All right. I like these kind of questions. I know. I know. Trying to be brief. All right. So here's the scenario. This is you in say 20 years. Your nephew is getting married in Spain. However, your nephew had already gotten married two years before. So he's already been married. Now, the timing in which he's going to Spain already conflicts with another event that you already had on your schedule. So one of your good friends is turning a milestone age in the Maldives and wants to celebrate with their friends, but it is like two days overlapping with the Spain destination event wedding. So which event am I going to? Mm -hmm. My nephew. Okay. Even though you've already paid and booked to go to the other one, this came in afterwards after you had already planned. I will go ahead and take the L on the friend trip and be there for my nephew's wedding. I would never miss their wedding or their future wedding. And so, yeah, I would definitely make sure that I cut my trip short. I will definitely be losing money. And later on after the wedding, I'm going to remind them, listen, I lost money. (laughs) I'm disappointed. Good answer. And that is what I expected you to say. Mm Mm-hmm. I would probably try to do the same thing too, depending timing and all of that. But I would definitely want to be there for my nephew. Like, Mm -hmm. because it's not even all like it's being there for my nephew, but also being for my nephew's parents, meeting a friend or family member that, you know, like a sister, a good friend, you know, someone that I'm claiming as my nephew or is my nephew. So is my nephew. So Mm -hmm. great. Y'all, of course, let us know what you would do in that scenario. Are you going to Spain or are you going to the Maldives? Are you making both happen? You making neither happen? (laughs) Let us know. But again, this is 20 years in the future. So please pray you have some money. 
Now it's time for a quick Hue review. We are reading the reviews you leave us, whether it's one star or five stars, because we're just so thankful that you left us a review. This review that we're reading today comes from Brit G14, the wedding podcast you need. I found this podcast by Googling black wedding vendors and found their site and then the podcast. This is just what I needed from understanding the planning process, getting vendor recommendations, and just having honest conversations about being a black bride. This podcast covers it all. Thanks so much, Brittany. You've definitely heard Brittany before. She's been on a episode that we had in, I want to say it was last December. So thanks again, Brittany. And again, if you hear us read your review, let us know because we will sing you a little something to thank you. Um, all right. So great episode today. This is the episode we wanted to do for a good minute. I'm so glad Miss Gina allowed us to do so. Enjoy. We have a very special guest with us today. Guest, would you like to introduce yourself? Hi, everyone. My name is Gina Brown. I am one of the co founders and owners of My BK Life, a lifestyle brand here in Brooklyn, New York. I love it. I love it. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm trying to remember, how did I discover you in the first place? I kind of feel like it was Twitter. It probably was Instagram. Only okay. because I have several you know, pages on Instagram. And during the time of getting engaged, I was all over everything wedding related. I didn't care what it was. <laughs> so it might have been Instagram. No okay. So, yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> we are diving into your story and your love story because you have a story that's unique that we've been wanting to do for a long time, which is actually yeah. talking to someone that got married after 50 and like, what yeah. does that look like? And how has that been? Because a lot of times people kind of ignore y'all, you know, when it comes to yeah. like uh, wedding photos and ma or magazines or publications or any type of wedding info and stuff like that. It's usually about like the little 20 somethings or the 30 somethings. And it's like, yeah, you know, listen, I, um, this is my second marriage. My husband's first, we got married at 53 and 54 um, he had actually just turned 55 the week before the wedding, actually. And we were determined to have what we wanted. We wanted everyone to know that it doesn't matter what age you are. You have a small courthouse wedding. You have the big, full-on, beat face, you know, for the women. Like, have what you want. And our wedding was a combination of both. We had a small Friday outdoor in Brooklyn behind Borough Hall of 20 family members for our ceremony. And then the very next day, we had a huge 150 plus, you know, reception in Brooklyn. Mm. And we combined the two. And it was more about don't give up, be inspired. We're here. Have mm. what you want. He's still out there for you. Be open. Like it was just so many things that we wanted to let people know, you know, and it, mm -hmm. and it wasn't even about like a, a race or a color. Like we're all wanting the same thing of love and happiness and the, you know, the fairy tale ending, if you will, no matter how long it takes to get there, 
how you get there, you know, we that mm-hmm. that was our story, and that and we love to tell it. You know, we we love to share this, as you say, love story. <laughs> yes, we're excited to dive into that kind of like how y'all met. How did you, you know, even like dating and all of the things oh, yeah. leading up to you know y'all like starting to date and then engagement and marriage and all of that. So we're going to dive into that. But first, before we do, we're going to play a quick game of this or that. Hubus, y'all know this is a game we play every single week where you pick between one option or the other and explain why. So Gina, and actually I, I want to call you Miss Gina. Can I call you Miss Gina? You can call me whatever you like. I'm Okay. Actually, is Mrs. Is right. Exactly. Exactly. (laughs) You're right. No, the kids call me Miss Gina, so it's fine. Okay. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Um, we will let you start off with. Uh, we'll let you answer first, and then it'll be Tania's turn. Then we'll circle back around. We usually do a quick four rounds of this. Nothing too too intense. So to start. Would you prefer in terms of your wedding reception? So say like you did, you have your ceremony one place, but you're going to have your reception somewhere else. So for your reception, would you prefer to have it in a hotel ballroom or would you prefer to have it in a restaurant's private room? Oh, definitely a ballroom. I wanted the whole, you know, the mm. whole fanfare of it. I wanted the look. So if it's a whole, I want the chandelier. I want the whole thing. <laughs> so yes, ballroom for me. All right. Okay. What about you, Tania? The same. I mean, pretty much I had my reception in the ballroom. So yeah, the same. You know, I know too many people. My husband knows a lot of people. And so there's no way that we'd be able to fit all those people in a restaurant private room, unless we were having like a small intimate type gathering, but definitely in the ballroom. How about you? Yeah. Um. No, I'm gonna go with the restaurant. I mean, I think because <laughs> really? like some restaurants, like they have decent sized private rooms. I wouldn't, I don't want to have like too much space and it feel too empty. So for me, if I'm sticking with a restaurant private room, I feel like I'm limiting my guest list. Whereas if I'm having it in a hotel ballroom, any and everybody could come. And not saying it like that, but like I, I probably wouldn't feel as restrictive or I, yeah, I wouldn't be with my guest list. I'd just be like, hey. Okay. Well, you know, they have like a little, like, I don't know what they're called, partition, like the wall yeah. partitions. And so mm. you could also make it smaller if you want. So it doesn't have to be a huge ballroom, but at least you have a little bit more room. That's yeah. true. That's true. You know, but it's okay. <laughs> Okay. You can keep okay. a little restaurant. You have your yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like food too, so that's good. But all right. Anyway, okay. So for round two, with your officiant, would you prefer that your officiant is someone that is your friend that you ask, like, hey, can you, you know, like become an officiant for our wedding? Or someone that you grew up with, like a childhood pastor being your officiant. So someone that's already kind of like ordained or is already a minister in that role. That's a great question. I think depending on who the options are, Mm -hmm. that would affect my choice. And so the person we did ask was someone who was a judge. 
And so she was my sor- my sorority sister. So that made sense and she was a black woman. And so all of that came together and was important to me and to us. So I'm going to go with somebody who was already in that position, but, you know, made sense for us, was close for us. So, yeah. I guess okay. a little both. <laughs> but that that's a good answer. That's a good way of framing it, too. Mm-hmm. What about you, Tania? I already know I... your answer, but... <laughs> <laughs> Let me hear Tania's answer. <laughs> well, I would have the minister go ahead and officiate our ceremony, especially if I've known him for a long time. Um, you know, he knows me. I mean, for example, my husband's, I guess, youth, I guess he was his youth pastor. I don't know. Um, the pastor who officiated our wedding, he knew Brandon since he was like young, young. And so it made sense. And, you know, when we did our premarital counseling with him, like I felt very, very comfortable with him. And so, um, yes, yeah, so I would definitely choose the pastor or the minister um, to officiate our wedding. Okay. That's a really good answer. The answer I thought you would say. I am. (laughs) I would do the same. I think for me, even if I didn't have. So I had my childhood pastor. But if I didn't have my childhood pastor, I feel like I know so many ordained people that are like either they're already ministers or pastors or they're in the law profession where they're ordained, you know, like they're like, like you, you know? So mm-hmm. I feel like we had so many people we could have pulled from. So if it wasn't my childhood pastor, it could have been Ed's father, even though Ed's father just wanted to like be a guest. But I feel like, you know, we have plenty of people to choose from if we needed to. All right. So round three, which one do Would you, yeah, which one would you prefer of these two? A champagne tower or a chocolate fondue fountain? (laughs) I'm going with the champagne. I'm going with the champagne. You know, in this time where we're paying attention to how many fingers are dipping in food and Mm -hmm. things, Mm -hmm. I'm going with the champagne. We just take, grab, and go. I'm I'm going with the champagne. (laughs) Okay. I feel you. How about you, Tanita? The same. Because who is... <laughs> For one, that's super messy. I mean, unless you have an attendant, like, you know, like standing by. But, you know, if you have kids at your wedding, they're going to be like, ooh, and like ooh. licking and like putting their finger and licking it and putting it back in there. Yeah. And then also, if you have, you know, adults, sometimes you can put your... what. Well, well, you know, I've never, I've never done this before because I've never had it like a fondue type bar, you know, type situation. But I mean, I mean, but if you put your, I guess your meat or your cracker in it mm-hmm. and it comes out and then, it, and then everything spills. So then it looks messy on the table and then it may get on the floor. Then you have people slipping in. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No one has time for all that. So definitely just <laughs> a champagne. It makes sense. It goes with the bar. Hopefully you have an open bar. If not, then that serves as like, hey, you get a free drink. <laughs> we mm-hmm. should pay for everything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah, I guess I would go with a champagne tower. Honestly, I wouldn't go with either. I kind of hate them both, but that's fine. And chocolate fondue just feels so sticky and so like, yes. ugh, ugh. Then there's a line at the bathroom because your hands are all sticky. 
I'm sorry. You can't get it off enough on your like <laughs> napkins. Now your napkins all dirty and you and need more nap- nice dress on. And right. then you might spill some chocolate on your dress. You know what? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I'm sorry. We're getting too. The fondue is a no go. <laughs> oh my goodness! And watch someone be like, "Oh, I wanted a fondue, right? <laughs> a chocolate fountain, right?" right. <laughs> like, why are y'all doing this? I'm sorry, um, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh! Final round for the bridal shower. Would you prefer to go to dinner with friends? After your bridal shower, so say bridal shower is like close family and friends, but then just go to dinner with your friends afterwards. Or would you prefer to have a nighttime bridal shower at your favorite restaurant with 30 of your closest? I'm going with 30 of my favorite friends at my favorite restaurant. We call it a day, night, whatever it is. Mm -hmm. We eat, we have fun. And as I mentioned earlier, I'm a little older, so I'm going home to bed. That's a good answer. <laughs> so, yes, that's what I'm choosing. All right. Tania, what about you? The same. <laughs> for the same reason. For the exact same, same for reason. For the exact same reason. <laughs> I want to go have fun with my friends, chill, take pictures. Mm-hmm. But after, I mean, that's about maybe three, four hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, after that, you're tired. At least mm-hmm. I am. Me mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. So me too. <laughs> I'm with y'all. Like, let me just. All right, because going to bridal, having an earlier bridal shower and going to dinner—that's your whole day. Your whole day exactly, is gone. Exactly. And, and think about if you went and got your hair done before, or went and got like your makeup done or something. So you probably been up six, seven o'clock on a weekend, which ugh, just no. <laughs> and if by the time you get back home, it's like. Eight, nine o'clock at night or 10 o'clock and you're tired. I mean, it'd be different if you would have said, yeah, it'd be different if you would have said, like, go out to eat and then go to a lounge or something like that. Because mm-hmm. then I'd be like, okay, all right, I could do that. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah. That's not what I said. Yeah, I know that's not what you said, <laughs> but I'm just making up something. <laughs> right, right. Someone is agreeing with you, I'm sure. <laughs> all right, we're all on the same page because we are all people that like to go to sleep. um perfect perfect well again we're excited to talk um with you about your story just kind of your journey um and i think too because as black women this is more common i guess than you would imagine meaning for some like after 50 get married for the first time is not a surprise or isn't that like big of a deal? Whereas I feel like you look at other ethnicities, other races, they're usually married in their twenties. Right. And that is the person they're married to. Sometimes, you know, they'll get remarried and whatnot, but it still feels like it happens kind of like early in life. Um, Whereas that's not always the case with black women. Um, like I know we probably all know of women that have not gotten married at all and they've lived very loving and fulfilling lives, but that's just the one thing that never happened for a variety of reasons too. Mm -hmm. Um, but I feel like it's more common for us. Like even when Tania and I kind of made a shift like last August, Um, with our podcast to try to be a little bit more inclusive of like marriage related and like married related 
conversations and then things just, that just kind of impact you as a wife overall, because, you know, the wedding, once it's over, <laughs> you still got, you still, you're married now and you get all this other stuff. And then you still have your relationships that you have with your respective like family and friends and things like that. And all of this is like now the decisions you make and how you move forward is heavily influenced by you being someone's wife now. But for us, we always felt like we couldn't stray too far away from like still having certain conversations because it's like as black women, we experience life in a different way. And we are, we realize that there are even like older black women that listen to our podcast that have not gotten married or Mm -hmm. that got married later, you know? So for us, we want to being more inclusive about our conversations and the things we're talking about also includes, you know, yeah, exactly. Talking Mm -hmm. to women like you and having those conversations about kind of marriage after 50, like it's possible. It is a thing that happens. We need to see more of it because it's, it's a reality. Um, Good little intro there to basically (laughs) start off with like, so let's start out with like the very beginning. How'd you meet your husband before we like dive into the proposal and the marriage and the dating and all of that? First, let's go back to when did y'all meet in the first place? So Steve and I met, um, we were six and seven years old. Aww. He lived around the corner from me and my fa- his family lived around the corner from my family. We would play. Our parents knew each other. Um, and we kind of sort of maybe dated in college, nothing ever. He was here back in Brooklyn. I went to Syracuse University. He went to school with my cousin and she would say, Gina's home. And so we kind of connect. But when I tell you, nothing ever really happened. Then um, he moved away. He moved to North Carolina. I was still here. We both forming separate lives. He was in a relationship for 18, 20 years, had children. I was here, got married in my, I think I was like 31 when I got married the first time. I had a son. You know, things happen. They don't. Fast forward, I'm separated. He comes back after, I don't think I had seen Steve in over 20 years. I swear to you. I, it was probably like maybe close to 25 years. I don't even know. And he found me on Facebook. He had been searching and found me on Facebook. My mother always says, you always been on his radar. So he found, he DM'd me. And I looked at the DM and I thought to myself, what could he possibly want? What, like after all this time, I had not seen him. I had not seen his (laughs) fit. What could he possibly have wanted? Mm-hmm. And I still have the DM till this day. I was supposed to make um, cocktail napkins out of the DM for our wedding. I forgot to do it though. Aww. But just because I still have the DM. And that was probably in like a January. And I just wouldn't see him till like that April. Because in my mind, I could not figure out what could he possibly want after all this time. And we saw each other that April. That was nine years ago when we just got married this past month. So clearly I found out what he wanted. <laughs> which was me. <laughs> right. And that's fine. And, you know, I'm. this is the happiest I have been in my life in a very, very long time. We came together knowing what it is both of us needed in a relationship. And literally it was the exact same thing. And so we, because we knew this and we knew what we were needing from a partner, we were then able to give it to each other. And that's what we continue to do every day. And that that thing is emotional stability, emotional Mm -hmm. 
reciprocity. Is that the right word? Like being, we we wanted the emotional ties to one another, you know, Mm -hmm. and something that we both were struggling with in other relationships. And, and, And that was the one thing I kid you not, that we both knew that we needed from our next partner. And that was what it was in both of us. So, yeah. So that's how we met. I love it. (laughs) The roundabout. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. When Ash told me about you and like I read your story, I was like, this almost sounds like brown sugar. I don't know if y'all remember the movie with uh, <laughs> Sanaa Lathan and uh, dang it, what Tay is his Diggs. name? Tay Diggs. Yes, Tay Diggs yes, 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 yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I was like, because they met at a very young age and then they went to college, they moved away and then they came back. It was like, it's a whole love story. So I don't know. Like when I read it, I was like, "This sounds like brown sugar." <laughs> no, but I love my, it. My hesitant though, when I think about what my hesitation was with seeing him, and obviously it was because, um, for one, you know, we hadn't seen each other. But you know, it's one thing when you your children and you 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 meet and you know each other. I felt like he didn't know me as a grown woman. I didn't know him mm. as a grown man. He didn't know mm. me as a mom. I didn't know what type of dad he was, you know, and, and, and so as an older person, you take these things into consideration because at this point you're almost setting your ways. So it's like, how are you going to allow someone to come in, try to change you or you try to change them and, you know, not knowing the type of person that they are. So that I, as I think about what my hesitation was with him, it was, you know, he, I'm not the little Gina Bina from around the corner. Like I wanted to be clear about that. You know, I wanted to ask you, Mm -hmm. since you brought it up after knowing him for that long, you know, like how was it when you two connected? Like, was it easy? And like, did everything just fall into place? Yes, it was easy because if you know, Steve Brown, he's just the most laid back, easygoing, gentle soul of a man. And, and we were forced to date. We were like, we literally courted. We talk about this all the time. We courted, we were forced to date. He had just come back. So he was living with his parents. I was living with mine because I was in the midst of trying to save money for my divorce. Um, we couldn't spend every day together because I still had a young child. We couldn't um, see each other every day because we were staying at you know, our parents' homes separately. So it just forced us to sit on the phone and talk like children, you know, like teenagers. You know, we would talk about everything under the sun. I mean, God, I remember those conversations where we could be on the phone, you know, for two hours just talking about music. Like, what kind of music that, is, that you like? And think, so, funny enough, one of the songs that we had always talked about, that was our wedding song. Because we always used to talk about this song together, you know? Aww. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's just, you know, I appreciated the courting, you know, as a woman. And mm-hmm. you don't really get a chance to, like, be courted by a man, like, in this right. digital age. You know, when I hear the stories of these dating apps and the texting and the blah, 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 And Steve's not a huge texter. So that was another thing. It was like, okay, this is great, <laughs> you know? So, yeah, yeah. Like, we have to be on the phone. Because yeah. that's the only way, or like be in person. That's those are the only two ways we're going to be able Absolutely. to communicate. Which, mm-hmm. yeah, because the way these folks text now, it's like you have no communication skills yeah. whatsoever. Yeah. yeah, I'm trying to. How was your day? Come on, let's <laughs> di- let's engage. Let's do a little bit more. And it's yeah. like, come on, what are you doing? 
Right. W Y D. W Y D. Exactly. Like, come on. You can't even spell it out. <laughs> My son sends me a text. I'm like, dude, no, I don't even know what that means. Like, I need you to talk to me. Talk to me as you would, you know, not as you would talk to your friends. Like, right. You know? Yeah. So, yes. I'm not one of your little friends. I'm not one of your little friends. <laughs> that's funny okay i kind of want to go back to before y'all met so like after your divorce but before y'all reconnected kind of how was that time like for you as a woman that i'm imagining you were dating at that time or like you were open to it so kind of like how was that like and then also you have a whole child so it's not just dating to date it's like okay you kind of got to be serious about this so like how was that like it was interesting and i'm going to tell you why because well yes i had a whole child he was young at the time um and i was very protective of who Mm -hmm. met him who saw him why you saw him why would you be in his space you Mm -hmm. know i'll just say this when steve and i were dating i would only see him on the weekends that i didn't have my son because my son, you know, I wanted to give him that. If I'm only seeing yeah. my child two weekends out of the month, you know, in terms of the weekends, he because mm-hmm. he, he literally would go to his father every Tuesday and Thursday and every other weekend, like clockwork. And okay. so I needed to protect that space between him and I. So mm-hmm. I remember Steve's family would say to me, Where, where's, where's your son? Where's I'm like, he's with his dad. Like that, like, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, what is that? So prior to that, I think that's where I kind of mastered, you know, that of protecting my child's space and peace. Yes, I was dating in the sense. And before Steve and I got together, I had just stopped seeing a guy that I was talking to for about like a year and a half. So before Steve had come along, it was a, you know, like a two and a half, three week span, which I guess too, where I was like, you know, uh, <laughs> cause I was doing me, I was going to yoga. I was in therapy, you know, mm-hmm. good. And just, I mean, I was in such a great space that mm-hmm. I knew what a relationship required. And mm-hmm. I was just like, oh, you know, like, do I have the energy for this, re- like to try to see if I have this- Start it over again. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot. A, relationship, really a good is. relationship is work. I don't care what anybody mm-hmm. says. I don't say it's hard, but it is work, you know? Yes. And because so, I'm not subscribing to this struggle love. So I don't say it's hard. I say it's work, exactly. you know? Mm-hmm. And so I was at a space where it was like, do I really feel like putting this in? I remember on our first date, he, um, we had gone out and was hanging out and blah, blah, blah. My cousin called and said, oh, you know, come over. We're gonna be watching the fight. I'm like, oh, I'm with you know, I'm with Steve. Because remember, we, my family knew him. You know, I'm like, oh, I'm with Steve. His nickname was Stuff. I'm, I'm with Stuff and blah blah blah. And she's like, oh, okay, bring him, bring him. We're all over here. Okay, cool. And so we're there watching the fight, and he comes over to me with a plate, and he says, "Can you warm this up for me?" And I'm like, what? Like, like in my mind, I'm like, damn, right. That's what the relationships are like. Like. <laughs> Like, I gotta, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it's those little things, you know? Right. And it's like, so I'm like, fine, I want the plate. But you know, just those little things. So yeah, 
I was doing me prior to, you know, and really getting to know me. I had not, outside of college, I had not lived on my own until I was 40 years old. Right. And so that's, that was huge. I was, I came, when yeah. I got married the first time, I literally came from my parents' house to my husband's home. And so I was truly getting to know me, you know? I mean, I was, it was great. <laughs> it was great. I, I wouldn't give back any of that experience. It really was. I now know who I am as a woman, point blank mm-hmm. period. Yeah. You know, which is get to know who that person is, you know? So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I think a lot of people need to hear that because there's a lot of people that are that are in that space right now, you know? And so, especially during the pandemic, and we're still in the mm-hmm. pandemic, but, you know, there was a lot of relationships that were lost due to that, you know, because they were in each other's spaces. Oh and so now people are trying to, like, revamp their life or, like, you know, like, try to figure out who they yeah. are. And um, I was talking to Ashley um, about this. Now that you're older, like you're set in your mm-hmm. ways, mm-hmm. you know? And so you basically had to like figure out like, okay, like, can I bend, you know, for someone else? No, because like a lot of the women that I know that are, that are in their older ages, you know, they are very, very set in their ways. They like things a certain way. They do things a certain way. They have mm-hmm. their house a certain way. And, and like, I'm always thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, like when your person comes in, how are you going to maneuver? Because you don't want to, I guess, like right. drive him off. You know, right. Like, right. <laughs> right. it's like you've been praying for a man all this time. And now that he's so here, him away? Now you, <laughs> you got to keep him. Yeah. <laughs> you got to keep him. And, and for me, that is about picking your battles, to be quite honest with you. I know people use that phrase when they refer to children, but it's also about, you know, your relationships and picking your battles. I just had this conversation with my mother. My parents have been married 56 years. They've known each other since they were 12 years old. So I come from that. Wow. And Steve's, before Steve's father passed um, almost two years ago, we he, they, his parents have been married, oh, maybe like 45, 46 years. So we come from that, you know, solid, mm-hmm. you know, background and foundation, if you will. And I was just mm-hmm. having this conversation with my mother. I said, listen, I'm not going to fight with him about the fact that he didn't close the cabinet door in the kitchen. I just don't have it in me. I'm just going to close the cabinet door. You know, I'm going to fight with him about why is the bathroom sink still stopped up? Like, I got to figure out which, (laughs) because I don't need the water overflowing when I'm brushing my teeth. The kitchen cabinet, fine. I'll fix that, you know. But but Mm -hmm. you you have to pick your battles because he is so good at so many other things that benefit me and us and our lives. Don't leave the socks. It's fine. I'll grab them, like, on the floor whatever right. <laughs> just can't fight those battles like in the grand scheme in of the things, grand exactly. scheme of things now granted if i was 25 31 whatever i would have would have just oh would have eaten me alive but i <laughs> but i have come to realize <laughs> what is important honestly and my mother always says to you to me gina you know he'll do whatever it is you want and i have to think of it he steve is just you know the gem the, of the man that I've been saying I wanted, you know? So it's like, again, why am I doing something to sabotage or drive him away? So, ladies, this came from many years of therapy. Mm-hmm. I want you to be clear about that. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just gems. Somebody needed yeah. to hear that, though. This is, Somebody this needed is to hear gem. that. This is, yeah. you know, years and years of therapy about 
figuring out who I am and, and what other people mean to me, you know? So, yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You reminded me of this one TikTok that I was watching um, a while back and basically like, uh, I'm like, it was his wife and like, I guess like she shows her life and like, of course, like every morning, like she'll fix her husband's lunch and, and like put everything together. And people were asking like, why do you do that? Her response was, you know, he treats right. me like a queen. He like, he does everything and anything for me. And so like the least I can do is right. fix his lunch. Right. Like what you know? is the, and so, what's the big deal to mm -hmm. be quite honest with you? With, mm -hmm. Because if I showed you yeah. what he does for me, I would hope that it would make sense, you know? So, right. People, yeah. people, I think, get too caught up, though, in, like, these snapshots of a relationship or a marriage, especially a marriage. Like, even with the stuff when, um, like, Michelle Obama was promoting her recent book and there would be clips that came out about kind of, like, their relationship was never 50-50. Relationships usually aren't 50-50 yeah. all the time, you know. And there were so many sound bites or people responding there like, oh, that makes it sound like marriage is horrible. Marriage is this, blah, 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 blah. I don't understand why anybody would want to get married if that's how it's like. And it's like everybody that I saw that was like married or at least like engaged that responded to that was like, no, oh, that's this really is real. Right. So like it's not always 50-50. Like there are going to be times where one side does more, but then also you got to understand what the other Absolutely. side is doing too. Like everyone's on the same page, you know, like the portrayal of marriage and the reality sometimes are different. And I think a lot of people don't realize it until you're actually in it. Like this is what a healthy right. marriage looks like. This is how both sides can benefit off each other. You know, they feed each other like in multiple ways. Like it's a thriving relationship. But it's not always the she cooks the dinner, she cleans, he pays the bills. It's like it's it, it varies. And as long as it works for y'all, then it don't matter how other people feel or the, the appearance to other people because they're yeah. not in mm -hmm. it, you know. And I had to realize that that my marriage, my parents, not my marriage. Like the, I, I, right. I, I just told you that we mm. both came from solid foundations, but he would agree with me on the. His parents' marriage is not our marriage. My parents is not our marriage. Right. Things that we probably do, they probably look at us side-eyed and crazy, whereas we'd be like, yeah, no, we're not. That's not happening. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, but then there's also part of the, yeah. the, the love and the partnership and the I got your back that mm -hmm. we both know happened in both of our parents marriage too so you know it goes both ways mm -hmm. so at what point during y'all's like courtship did you feel like okay i want to introduce him to my son like because your family already knew him so he was pretty much the only one that hadn't met him or ha i'm sure you would start you had been talking about him but like he hadn't they had met, met the first time Coincident, but then I wouldn't have him around him anymore after that. When I we had gone okay. away, came back, I spoke to Steve. I, he said, "Where are you going?" I said, "To my cousin." He says, "Oh, I'm, I said I have to pick up my dog." He says, "I'll meet you." My son just happened to be with me to go get the dog, but after that, I wouldn't. I was like that because in my mind, 
I didn't think we were meeting mm-hmm. for. It took me a couple of times seeing him, by the way. That I was like, oh my God, damn, I think this guy likes me. Like, because <laughs> again, he knew the family. So it wasn't like right. I thought he was coming around for just me. I really believed that he was just re- trying to reconnect. He had just moved back and blah, blah, blah. But then after that, and then when right. it, you know, not dawned on me, that's when I was like, no. Um, so it took a little while for uh, me to to feel comfortable again. And and part of what made me feel comfortable was he had raised two boys. So, you know, just watching, you know, they would come up and visit when I first met them and watching his interaction with them. And I think what solidified it for me, so we started seeing each other maybe like that April, that July, my birthday's in July, he threw me a birthday party at his mother's house with just his family, his kids, his nieces and nephew, his mother and father, nobody on my side. And I watched that, like, they, it was like they enveloped me. Like, they, like it was, you know, they took me in and celebrated my birthday. And that was it. I was like, okay, my kid can be around all of this love. <laughs> you know, that's what it was. I was like, my, my child can yes. be around this, you know. So. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Yes. Wait, so how did his sons embrace oh you? Like, yeah. was it all love? It's just. When we oh. got engaged um, and spoke to them later on, because they called me Miss Gina. And so it was like, okay, we got to come up with a new name because Miss Gina is just not going to work anymore. And so they called me Mama G, which is great. I love, right? I love that. Because I they have a mother it. who they are extremely close to. Right. And, and it's clear, yeah. I'm not here to replace anyone. Let's just all right. love on each other. And right, so oh, and they were you know they were older, they were older boys, so but it's it was all good, so yeah, so I, I think our I slow and getting to know one another played a part in mm-hmm. everyone coming together to you know be a part of this. I think if we had rushed any part of this, any of this had been it would have changed yeah. the outcome some kind of way, mm-hmm. oh, for sure, but I like how both of y'all seem to have been. Very intentional intentional on paying attention to how each other parented, like how each other protected and took, because it's one thing, I think, to be, especially a woman that has a child, and then you're dating someone that has a child. And it's like, how often do you talk to your kids? What's your relationship with them? And it's like, oh, well, she don't let me see my kids or she don't let me blah, blah, blah. I don't really, and it's like- right. But what are you doing this week? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Because there is a way. There are ways for because you to find your child and to be my in your child's life. Does not play that. And him and my son have an extremely close relationship. And we co-parent mm-hmm. so well where I remember the school said to me one time, I didn't know y'all were divorced. And I was like, because you're not supposed to. Like that. We're not friends. <laughs> but we, and we're not going to go to school, his sanctuary where he goes yeah. every day, what he needs to, right? Right. So I needed to pay attention mm-hmm. to how other Black men were with their children. So, yes, you're absolutely right in that regard. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Like, I'm the child of a single mom. And so for me, it's like, how do you 
I just always think about that. Like, how do you date someone that doesn't have a relationship with their child? You know, like if you know they have a child and that parent is still alive, like to me, that would be like, right. <laughs> oh, I can't consider you, especially absolutely. if you have a child. So, absolutely. Anyway. Absolutely, but. <laughs> absolutely right. And, and for us, between the three of us having three boys, three black men that we're raising, like, right. We need to. Exactly. Because it's like these are also the examples you're setting for your children and the standards you're setting for them. And that's the, that's just the norm. Mm -hmm. That's just the norm that they now Mm -hmm. know. But yeah. Now that we've gotten through, you know, like the beginning stages. When did you know that he was the one? Like, <laughs> you know, it's funny because when we first started dating, we'd see each other. He'd whisper in my ear, "So you get married to me? We're gonna get married?" And I was just like, "Oh, why is he pressuring me? Like, is he crazy? I just came out of a marriage. Like, I'm good. Like, we're having a great time. Like, what?" And even after three months, he said to me, are we exclusive? And I was like, why are you rushing? Like, what, you know, like, why are you pressuring me? Like, I always felt, for not rushing, but pre- like, but he knew we were having such a good time that he didn't want to continue to date. He, he said to me, I didn't want to see you out somewhere. And, be, and I was like, okay, I got it. And so we continued, you know, we were having a great time. We, were, we started living together. And, but I still just could not, I couldn't figure out why I needed to be remarried, honestly, in my mind. And it wasn't until we started living together with my son and my son seeing our relationship. And I said to him one day, to Steve, you know, if you ask me, I'll say yes. And he looked at me like, what? And I'm like, if you you ask me, I will say yes. Because I wanted that example for my son it hit real of course i love steve and that's why i'd say yes but also my son hadn't really had the experience of seeing his mother in love and i wanted him to be a part and see and mm. and see this black man loving on him. my son always jokes about it he's like i know i know you wanted to see black me to see black love yes i did <laughs> Yes, I did. And I wanted you to know what that looks like on a daily, not just on TV if it was if it was there, not, you know, I wanted you to see what that reality was outside of your grandparents. I wanted you to see what that looked like on a daily basis. So that's, you know, that was it. That was that I knew from then. I was like just being in the house with him and Gavin and, you know, and seeing, yeah, this this is this is this feels right. This is it. I love it. <laughs> Me I love too. it. You Me know, too. a lot of black men, like especially older black men, like they always say, you know, like I never really saw my parents, you know, love on each other. Yeah. You know, and I mean, I think they say, you know, like however your parents' relationship was, like it's kind of like you kind of sort of emulate that. Yeah, so that's great that he was able to see your love and mm-hmm. be happy mm-hmm. about it. When we got you engaged, know? he, you know, see, in addition to my parents, he. Went to my son, you know, out of respect, and talked to him. And so I asked him. I said, "How was you know his reaction?" He was like, "He had the biggest smile on his face, <laughs> the biggest smile." On his face. Yeah, you know, he's a teenager at the time. It. He was yeah. fifteen. 
at the time. And so, you know, that was huge. You know? And I said, he'll always remember because when, mm-hmm. when my mother got yeah. engaged to Steve, Mr. Steve, you know what I mean? Like, he'll always have that memory, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. Mm. yeah. <laughs> oh. So how oh, did he propose? So we were at, uh, we live in Brooklyn. Everything about us is Brooklyn. But we happened to be at a New Year's Eve party mm-hmm. in Harlem, in Manhattan. And when I tell you, out of so much that Steve and I share, I was absolutely surprised. I cannot believe how surprised I was. We were at a New Year's Eve party. We probably knew, I don't know, 10 people at the party. These were his friends, his people. And right before midnight, he gets on the microphone. If you know Steve, he's not a huge talker unless you know Steve. And he gets on the mic and I'm like, why is he on the microphone thanking people? This is not even our, like, this is not our crew. This is not our, you know, <laughs> like, you know, maybe 10 people. Thanking <laughs> people on the mic. And I'm like, and I'm off to the side. If, I, if you ever look at the wedding video, I mean, the proposal video, you'll see I'm like off to the side. Somebody had actually go get me and bring me around. And he's talking and he's like, you know, but right now I want to talk about my lady. And he just starts going into us and he hopes we have a happy life together. And he found me on Facebook and all. And he got down on his knee and I was like, oh my God, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. It was just sweet. It was him. It was pe- with all the people in the room. It literally felt like it was just the two of us. And he was just talking to me, you know? And so it was great. And I was like, of course I'm saying yes. <laughs> so it was great. I love that so much. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, what are you doing? Thanking them for coming. Makes sense. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I love that so much. It was good. And he had gone to my parents, you know, the, the night before, talked to my son, he told me. Mm-hmm. And so it was, it was perfect. It really was. I wouldn't have changed a thing about it. <laughs> so you said that was his first, like, he had never been married before, but you had. So, like, how was wedding planning for y'all? Like, was this something where you're like, okay, we don't want to drag this out. We're going to have a quick engagement. Or was it more of like, okay, there was something he always wanted or always something he wanted to do. So you made sure to incorporate that. Like, just you know, how it's was interesting because we got married literally, what was it, two, three months before COVID and shutdown and quarantine. So we had booked our venue Ooh, that February. Perfect. And then that was it. Oh, you know, it was a wrap. But he had said to me, he thought we were going to mm-hmm. have, because we were supposed to get married the following year. We were supposed to get married in 2021. He was like, I just thought it was going to be a longer engagement. I'm like, dude, for what? Like, we've been together forever. Like, why are we dragging this out? But it worked out because we did postpone it the following year because I didn't want anything scaled down. I kept saying, don't talk to me about a Zoom nothing. Don't talk to me. <laughs> like, I didn't want a virtual nothing. I didn't want, I had a vision of how, I knew I wanted, and I wanted it so different from my first wedding. I wanted every aspect to be different. He loves to party. So I knew at some, we'd have to have a big party. And that's why I broke it up into two days. Because if you've been to weddings or you've been married, you know, the day goes by so fast. And I really, because this is it, I'm never getting married again. And I was like, and I want enjoy it i want to be able to remember it and enjoy it and soak it all in so i always say um if you were at our reception a talent show broke out because we had people on the mic and throwing it down and this and saying poems and (laughs) 
and Steve was the MC and it was a straight party. So those, I knew for him, it had to be a, a real party um, atmosphere. So, but yeah, the long engagement was forced, which was fine. It really was, it worked out very well. For, we both got what we wanted. <laughs> yeah. That's good. That's good. And I love the idea of having it on two days, to be honest. Like, like I'm thinking, yeah, yeah, I'm thinking like that day went by so fast. We spent that much money for that day to go by really, really fast. Yeah. And I got to spend the wedding night with him, you know, we got married. It was just two. And then the next day, we had the big pomp and circumstance. But we had our moment, we had our intimate moment you know and i appreciated that so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i love that i'm like dang i (laughs) wish i did that keep that in mind for (laughs) when we do another Uh vow renewal exactly Uh (laughs) have it broken up oh gosh sounds like so much fun and i love that you went ahead and did an actual like event you know because a lot of people who who get married like a second time they're like, oh no, look, we're just going to do this small, you know, the small intimate, you know, thing, or you know, where it's just the groom and the wife, and they either go out of the country or something like that, and it's just, you know, it's just very, very Mm -hmm. super, super intimate. But it's like, no, like this is this is a celebration. celebration It was, you know, again at fifty plus, you do what you want, like have what you want, be who you want. It just we wanted this is what we wanted and so i wasn't gonna let society dictate i should wear a white dress or like i'm this is what i want to do this is what i wanted and i'm going to have it you know i have a friend who just got married a couple of weeks ago and we were talking and she was doing a small um courtroom wedding courthouse wedding and she was like oh i don't you know i don't know if i'm gonna do the beat face i said if you want the makeup and hire the makeup Get it. Get what you want. You know, she's mm-hmm. fifty six years old. Get what you want. Have it. Who? Why not? Yeah. Like, who's to stop you? Yeah. Do whatever it is. You know, you please at this point. You only got one life to live. Have what you want. I truly am. Mm-hmm. I'm all about the happiness. Get what you want. I think too. There's always that like stigma about if you do a small wedding or a courthouse wedding, you can't do the most. Like, you gotta have the cocktail type dress, or you got to have like a cute little jumpsuit or pantsuit. You can't wear a ball gown or like a big, yeah. you know, like a wedding dress. And you're not supposed to do these things it's when it's like, it's still your wedding. Like, it doesn't matter if you did it at an event space, a courthouse, a ballroom. It doesn't matter. It's still your it's wedding. Do whatever you want to do. Get the pictures, get the videography if you want to do, do all the things. It's like, still a wedding. It's still, a it's wedding. still your wedding. It's still so valid. Have, you know, what you've dreamed of Exactly. Having, you know? Mm-hmm. Right. What was the song? Oh, it was Moody's What was the song? Love. There I go, there I go. <laughs> I love that Moody's song. Oh, because, oh. So if you grew up here in New York, there was a, um, a DJ named Frankie Crocker, and he would play this that song every night at eight o'clock to send him off and we both grew up in new york here we mm. you knew once you heard that at eight o'clock like it was eight o'clock and frankie crocker mm. was going off and that was our you know we both talked about growing up during that time and hearing the song and, and so that's why it was oh. always our song you know so yeah 
Oh, I love that. Right, exactly. It's to y'all and Brooklyn. Yeah, yeah. Or, but wasn't that song on the Q's? Um, yes, um, exactly. Yes, 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 yeah, 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 yeah. Yes, yes, yes. That's the yeah. version I think of. And then there's yeah, this same. episode of Living Single where Kyle's singing it and Maxine's uh-huh. eating a tissue. Because <laughs> she's so like, all hot and bothered or whatever. I love that song, though. It's such me a great too, song. Me too, me too. <laughs> yes, when we were younger. Yes, for that whole album, yeah, that whole really album. Great. Yes, oh, was really a great album. No, we, I mean like we were kids though when that came out. Well, well, yeah, we were kids. Like we were young, young. Like elementary, but, like, yeah. Yeah, but you know, my parents, um, you know, we traveled a lot when we were younger. So right. like, we had like a whole book of CDs and Q's Juke Joint. That was. I still got. I still got now, the album. So I'm like, I love that whole album. It still rides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right, it still exactly. rides. <laughs> 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 you just shaded me. How do you know about Q's Juke Joint? Anyway. Oh, goodness. So now that y'all have been married, like, how has that been? I mean, from dating to knowing each other to dating to engaged to now married on the other side, like, how has that been? What have you learned kind of about yourself? You know, it's interesting because in it all happened frame. in one year. We got married. We became empty nesters. My son left for college. So we got married in May. My son left in August. We opened up our first brick and mortar store here in Brooklyn. So now, you know, we're business owners, we're store owners. So, you know, it's been a very whirlwind mm-hmm. year. But what I do like about being on this side of it and learning about myself, we don't have the same stress and pressures that let's say a younger couple would have going into a marriage. We're not raising children or, or mm-hmm. thinking about getting pregnant because not answer. Mm-hmm. but you know, just, <laughs> you know, we don't have that factor involved. We're not pressure to buy a house because I have a house and this is where we live, you know? So if we get something, it's extra added on. Um, our baby is the store and the business. So we're learning to work together in that regard. But I feel like the same mm-hmm. stress and pressures that we would have had if had we gotten together younger, you know, it, it it's just different. It, and we know who we we're more confident, both of us individually as well as together. There are more date nights. There are, we were out all weekend. I was like, oh my god, I couldn't even get up this morning. We were we hung out Friday, Saturday. You know, we were out all weekend, and last night we went out, and it was just like okay, but but it's fun and it's good and it's with each other, and so it's like you know, I think. Being on this side, being a little bit older, I think, like I mentioned to you before, I pick the battles now. It's easier to pick the battles. It's easier to be okay with the decisions that I make about certain things um, because the other stressors are not there. You know, that that all makes sense. Mm -hmm. And I like this side. I do. (laughs) I like this side. I like the empty nester. I like, you know, I like the side. Probably makes also being an empty nester like easy because 
you have you know the companionship versus like absolutely yeah absolutely. just being by yourself i mean right you know me and my dog you and, your and if dog. i had been <laughs> at this point where i'm dating like it just would have i don't i don't yeah <laughs> that would not have worked well for me <laughs> yeah so he just in the background said dating <laughs> Now, question, because you mentioned that you two opened a business together. So how is it working with your husband and then coming home to him? (laughs) It's like you all are are with each other. And it's interesting because um, even when we were at our separate jobs, we'd be on the phone all day. So I don't even see a difference in now that we've got the business and we're together um, most of the day. But... You know, okay. um, mm-hmm. again, pick your battles. If there, if there's something that he's mm-hmm. strong about that he wants for the business, and he's given me his rationale and reason, and he's doubled back to it, and he's, I gotta, okay, let's try it. Fine, let's try it. And it goes both ways. If I'm like, no, babe, I think we need to, let's give it a try. Okay, maybe half instead of full. You know, we that that's one thing that I think we've kind of mastered with each other. Spending so much time together is like we're both going to pick these battles and figure out what seems to work. Um, so, in answer to your question, it's good. I, I like spending time with my partner. It is. It's good because we do have a balance. It's like I said, we hung out all weekend, and then you know we come right back to what's on the mm-hmm. agenda for the week of what we have to do. Is it a podcast interview? Are you included in the podcast interview? You know, do we have a call with this person tomorrow to set up blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. So it's good. You know, I do enjoy it. I do. A lot of people can't, you know. That's what I was about to say. A lot of people can't separate (laughs) the two, you know. So it's good to hear that, like, everything's going well and that you're happy and you Mm -hmm. enjoy. I always say, listen, the minute I don't enjoy this anymore or I feel like you're becoming a killjoy with this. I'm done. I'm out. <laughs> because, because I want to enjoy this at this stage. You know, I'm not doing anything that I don't enjoy. And we've been going at the yeah. we've been together for nine years, but the business has been um for the last three. You know, so it's good. And I think we we both enjoy seeing the progress um and the growth of the business. We started out literally as a hashtag on social media to now having our own brick and mortar in our neighborhood, in our store in Brooklyn. I still can't even believe sometimes that that's our reality. Yeah. That's awesome. That's amazing. Yeah. Yes. That's amazing. It really is. <laughs> that's such a great story. Yes, 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 yes. Oh, but I do want to ask, where did you go for your honeymoon? <laughs> the Los Capos. Mm-hmm. It was great. We were there for oh, six days. Okay, okay. Um, neither one of us had ever been there. Hmm. And um, it was great. We did. It was a true honeymoon. We had concierge. Every time we'd walk in the room, we they had a, gla- a bottle of champagne with chocolate-covered strawberries. We did the excursions. I carried the got married bag. Like we we had a cabana. We went pulled out all the stops. We were like, if we pulled out all the stops on the wedding, we're pulling out all the stops on the honeymoon. We went on sunset cruises. We I mean, it was a true honeymoon. I always laugh. I said, 
every time I woke up, I'd see Steve at the outdoor. We had like a, our tub was on the balcony. He'd be out in the outdoor balcony. I'm like, you and your honeymoon baby? He's like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> we were just like, we're going to do it. We're going to do it. So it was beautiful. Definitely. It was really good. Great question. I'm glad you're like, on we always forget that part, right? Yes. It's very important. <laughs> right. No, that's important. That's important, you know, because, you know, especially during the pandemic, because a lot of people, like, they they probably went on their honeymoon, like, a year mm-hmm. later or, like, a six months later, you know? Um, yeah. And so, and, like, some no. people haven't gone on Aww. their honeymoon yet. So. Like me. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like me. <laughs> <laughs> No, so yeah, so you know, it's important to ask that because that's totally. all part of the process, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you need to decompress. Yeah, you need, yeah. You need that honey after that after whole, that you absolutely need you know, to, putting yes. together whatever yes. size event it was. You still want that face to face and and decompression with your partner, you know? So it was very important. We left um, the next day, but like a two days after. So that's not bad. So you were able to kind of. Chill for a Absolutely. second before going straight into the honeymoon. Yeah, we needed that too. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Quick question before we ask, I think the final question. How many people did you invite? Oh, we I think you already said it. You had a hundred. But the small had, ceremony was 20 people, okay. 20 family and close friends. So yeah. That's right. Yeah. Um, the That's right. That's right. ceremony was behind Borough Hall in Brooklyn. So it was like near the courts. There was this big outdoor fountain and we had gotten a permit to put like chairs and stuff. And it's funny because in my mind, it was going to be small and intimate, forgetting we were outside. So like, you know, when I look back at the video, all the folks that were standing outside (laughs) watching us get married. Well, I don't know why I thought I was going to be intimate outside, but whatever. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I saw what as we sang our vows, I saw one of, a friend of a friend walking by and she's just standing there. She's like, Yeah, I was out to lunch. And I'm like, Did I just stumble on Steve and Gina's wedding? <laughs> yep, the <Michelle> show did. <laughs> like, yep. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, what advice would you give to somebody else like you? Maybe they've been divorced, maybe they haven't been married, but they're still waiting for like their Boaz or they're still waiting and they're hoping that, you know, one day they're going to meet that person and they'll get to I would have tell them happily ever open. after. What you would you know, um, not to be so rigid. I mm-hmm. had maybe two weeks before Steve DM'd me, I had a list of 10 things that I wanted in my next partner. And when Steve, when we got together and talked it out and he probably had seven or eight things on his list. So was I then going to be like, no, because he doesn't have all 10. Like, that's ridiculous. And he probably had a list. Yeah. You know, did I have all 10 on his list or whatever amount? Like, be open to, because again, we talk about how we, you know, some of us in our older age are all set in our ways. Don't be so rigid. Give Give in a little bit on some of, you know, the things that you your priorities and i'm not saying settle by no stretch of the imagination of my, but there's gotta be i mean who's coming with all 10 things like that's just you know be be a little forgiving and, and because yeah. because the relationship has to be a little forgiving so start there and be open i, I honestly would you say that that's the piece of advice you know 
Thank that's you. great advice. <laughs> yes. That's great advice. Oh. Now we're going to move into wedding vendor love. Who would you like to shout out this week? Regina Fleming. She's one of my sorority sisters. Her and I make magic together. She, yes, she did my wedding, but we have done so many other types of photo shoots together. So it was a no brainer that we'd be working together for the wedding and just masterful at her craft, black woman, black owned business. And just like I said, just masterful Regina Fleming photography. Perfect. I'm looking yeah. at yeah, her she's work. This is really nice. Yeah. I'm trying to oh, book her for wow. something and she's been getting busy lately. I'm like, listen, don't really leave me really behind because nice. I need you for some other things. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget. Don't forget. That's funny. I love it. I love it. Ashley, who would you like to shout out this week? So this week I am shouting out a wedding vendor based in the Boston area. So as you know, we were recently talking about content creators and the girls are in need of a great content creator for their wedding day. Now you can find one with a BB bridal. You can find a BB bridal on Instagram and pretty much just Instagram, but you can reach out to her and find out more about her being able to cover your day. I'm seeing more and more brides say that they are in need of a content creator or they wish they had one. So if you're in the Boston area and you need a content creator, definitely look up a BB bridal. That's A-B-I-B-I-B-R-I-D-A-L. And of course, you know, you'll be able to find her on find.huidu.com. Tani, who are you shouting out this week? So this week I'm going to shout out a photographer um, and you actually, if you keep up, <laughs> you've actually heard her. Um, her name is Chris. Um, she is a law school grad who discovered photography. And when I tell you her photography is just so beautiful, she knows how to capture um, all couples of all shades. I promise you, if you book with her, she will make you feel like the only clients in the world. And that's how you want to feel. So if you are in need of a photographer, please look up Captured by Chris, and that is um, Captured, and of course you know how to spell that, B-Y Chris, C-H-R-I-S. Again, if you are in need of a photographer, Captured by Chris is your go-to girl. All right, that's who I have this week. Well, Miss Gina, where can people find you if they want to know more, if they want to support, buy something from my Brooklyn life, or if they're yeah. in Brooklyn and they want to stop in? Our address in Brooklyn is 463 Sterling Place, Brooklyn, of course, corner of Washington Avenue, mybklife.com. Um, my Instagram is mybklifemerch, and my personal that I do a, co a combination of is my BKLYN life on Instagram. So you can find us. We're there. I'm always on social media. I love social media. So look out for us. Perfect. Thank perfect. you. Thank you again for yeah, chatting. I'm so with happy us. to be here. Oh, Thank this you so was much. such a I delight. Oh. I want y'all to go to find.huidu.com and look at our vendor list. Everyone that we've shouted out. For the entire three plus years that we've been on air, everything's there. Yes. And not only are all of the vendors we've ever shouted out are on there, all of the wedding vendors we've had on as guests are on there as well. So you can find more information about them and their lovely vendor services on find.huidu.com. And don't forget 
to leave us a review. Follow us on social. You know where Hue I Do Wed everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, LinkedIn, Pinterest. I'm sure I'm missing one. But basically, if you're there, we're there.